Hey, you looking for some fetish fashion? Look in DF3's hole. Fancy's Fetish Factory has more than 600 kinky designs on clothing, household items, and even diaper stickers. From ABDLs to pups to even cucks, Fancy has a design for everyone. And the best part? He usually has a sale going on. From Fancy's hole to your closet, DF3 has style that is anything but vanilla. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, I'm going to need a little space, because a kingster is revealed to have photos of them in Nazi paraphernalia, and an ABDL posts a video of him answering the door in just a diaper, and it sparks a community-wide conversation on consent. Who's with me? This week in Newsies News, photos of a UK-based kingster revealed him wearing a suit with Nazi paraphernalia. Corium101 posted an apology video, but their ex-account has since been deleted. Predominant kink outlet Recon responded to the picture saying, quote, It's beyond disappointing to see that these kinds of posts are happening with such frequency, and we, as a community, need to remain vigilant and call these folks out when we see it. Recon recently did a podcast episode on the symbolism and correlation between fetish and fascism with kink educator Dog Boy Bailey. Bailey, who is a gay Jewish man, also holds the title of Mr. Puppy France 2023, and has also written a Recon article on the topic of fetish and anti-fascism. I will post a link in the show notes. Many kink content creators who had performed with Corium quickly went to social media to say that they did not know about the Nazi gear at the time of performing with them. One performer posted, quote, Please respect all performers who have unknowingly worked with this person in the past. We do not know every detail of each other's lives. And this came as a huge shock to us all. Also in Newsies News, an ABDL posts a video of themselves answering the door for a delivery person in just a diaper, and it sparked a community-wide discussion on consent. Many on X quickly reacted to P Pants X video saying that the video is inappropriate because the delivery person never gave consent to being filmed nor consented to being shown in unexpected kink. I posted a poll on my social media asking, is exposing your diaper to a delivery person inappropriate? 64% said yes, but this number may be bigger since many commented that they read the question wrong. I have posted a link to the poll in case you want to read the comments. This week in Newsies Nook, have you ever wanted to create a space for your ABDL self? What would it look like? And what would you put in it? Leems joined me in Newsies Nook to talk about his recent ABU article, How to Create a Little Space. The lead designer at ABU talks about what you should consider when designing a space and what cool additions you can add. Well, thank you, Leem, for coming to Newsies Nook. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, do a podcast thing. I've never done that before, so. No, well, this is a special one because I saw your ABU article on creating your little space and I was like, genius, let's get the expert <laughs> in here. Before we get into the nitty gritty of how you create your little space, let's go into why. Why is it so important to create a little space or to create a, an ABDL space for you? 
Um, I think as long as you're comfortable and you're in a situation where you're able to do that without any fear of like, oh, someone's going to find out about it or whatever. Like you have to be comfortable with yourself and your little tendencies in your nature in order to build a space in the first place. But once you are comfortable with that, it's important to have a place where you can indulge in that and to know that you're not only safe, but it's just somewhere that really helps you enter a little space almost immediately, like so that you can have a time when, you know, you're going to decompress or you're going to go play games or whatever you do. Um, a space to do that in that gets you into a specific mood is, I think, just a wonderful thing to have for yourself. What have you gained from having a little space? I, we were talking earlier how your room is Lightning McQueen uh, <laughs> themed. What have you gained by having this Lightning McQueen sanctuary? Um, I've What I've gained is a spot for one, to put all of the Lightning McQueen stuff that I've collected, which is important. Um, it just, so that it's not in a pile in a corner somewhere. Like I like to have the things I've collected on display and I have this specific obsession. And what it's allowed me to do is it's given me a really easy way to theme my room and to just have sort of previously, before I had a Lightning McQueen sort of theme going on, it was a bit chaotic. There was just stuffed animals everywhere and like the most colorful things you could ever see. And yeah, it was it was adorable, but it wasn't something that made me immediately comfortable when I went in. So because I'm very comfortable and I'm very fond, as it would be, of Lightning McQueen, having a room themed over it just is, it makes me comfortable as soon as I walk in there and it's just a space to be happy. <laughs> and I want to bring up something very interesting because we were talking earlier how you identify as a DL with AB aesthetics. And I only bring that up because I feel like when people think, oh, a little space, it's only for the ABs. No, you, you're you actually bringing up, it doesn't matter. You can be AB or DL or middle. You can still create a space for yourself. Exactly, yeah. And it should be a space for yourself just to be comfortable. It doesn't have to be your little space. It can be your, exactly, your just gaming space. It can be your space where you just go. I mean, mine is... What 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 kind of a podcast is this? Can I say mine is basically my jerk off chamber? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Newsy's Nook is generically just a jerk off chamber, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, but but that's basically like, yeah, like it is. It is like my man cave, sort of. Like I go in there, and that's sort of my my space. This is my space to be private because also when I uh, moved in with my partner, uh, who is not an ABDL, mm -hmm. um, what I needed was a space where I could do that, where I could, you know, have the privacy of enjoying diaper time. Um, and that's sort of what my room is for me. It's a place or a space where I can go in, just sort of close the door and I know I won't be disturbed and I can have, you know, my time with Lenny McQueen. And, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's, a place to be comfortable, whatever your comfort is. If your comfort is really baby things that are all soft and Winnie the Pooh or whatever, or if it's, you know, all Star Wars and it's just, I don't know, whatever makes you happy. Maybe it's a bunch of trucks or cars. I don't know. A, a place where you're comfy. I would love to know what Disney, if Disney, if Disney found out that there's a, there's a man that has Lightning Queen everywhere and you're just jerking off in it. I just love to <laughs> hear the reaction to that. <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's there's some ABDLs that work at positions in Disney that will hear your podcast and they'll be like, hey, hey, look at that. Hey, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into. So 
they're hearing this podcast. They're like, great. I want to create my own space for myself. If you read uh, Liam's article from ABU, one of the things you talk, you bring up first is before you begin with the construction, so so forth, is you need to start with a theme. Why is it so important to start with a theme? Um, mostly so that you have an idea of what you want. Um, most people have some form of hobby or hyperfixation or something that they enjoy more than other things. Maybe you're really into succulents. I don't know. That could be your theme. You could have you could have a succulent theme space. That would be very cozy with like books and everywhere, a book nook. Yeah. Um so just whatever is something that you can narrow down your options so that you aren't overwhelmed with just being able to do anything like yes you can do anything but you should choose something um and that something is usually something that's going to make you comfortable so something that you enjoy either a hobby or yeah a hyperfixation like lightning mcqueen or star wars or toy story or maybe you're really into crocs and you have a croc themed room that would be super sick i would love to see a croc themed room i have a lot of crocs i think that would be super cool <laughs> but yeah so a theme is important for that you also brought up that when you have a theme, it kind of helps with color schemes, right? That that way it's not, yeah. like you said, totally chaotic. If you have like a Star Wars theme, it could be like a lot of uh, blues and blacks and greens and reds and, and stuff like that. Um, is that kind of how you approached your Lightning McQueen room? You were like, oh, perfect, red. Now I know what my color scheme is. Lots of reds and, and yellows and, and oranges. Yeah, um, I was sort of forced into the red um, just because of that. But there's also, yeah, there's red, yellow, orange, and white and black, um, which is really nice. Uh, I use for, so I've sort of broken my entire living space into like little themed areas just so that because I've worked at home for so long. So I have like my office, which is like sort of a themed area. I have my kitchen and whatever. So we have black and white or panda theme, as I call it, around most of the house. That's like business professional. It's, so um, having black and white in the room is good. But there's also, yeah, I was forced into a feature color of red. So that really helped narrow down sort of my options and then. I could choose things that look nice with, you know, car tracks on my wall. I still want to paint just some like green or blue skies or, you know, those kitty mats that you see that are like, I don't know, they have like the little like car tracks on them and the little puddles and whatever. It'd be oh, nice yeah, to paint yeah. one of those on the wall, like the side of that'd be cool. I mean, may as well just paint the wall. I can always paint it when I move. Right. Right. There you go. So you bring up walls and you have something kind of interesting on one of your walls. When we were talking about earlier, you have like a tile kind of like a tile wall. Um, how do you make a tile wall? Um, yeah, so the way that I've made a tile wall, because I've gone through a few iterations of it from versions that were falling off the wall while I was asleep at night to the final version that you see now in photographs that is nice and flush and it's all stuck together nicely. Um, the way that you make a tile wall is you just go to Walmart or whatever, buy some of those tiles, um, and you get some spray glue. I use 3M. 3M is my lifesaver because I rent, so I use, like, the sticky hooks and 3M things for everything, and they work great. Um, but so you get some 3M spray glue, just put four tiles together, spray a bunch of spray glue on the back of them in, like, your garage or something. Don't do it in your house. Um, and then put a bunch of printer paper just printer paper on the back and just 
flatten it down. And what that'll do is it'll stick all the pieces together for you nicely. And then you can just put up this big chunk of it. And don't be afraid to just take an X-Acto knife and slice a bit off if you need it to fit into a space. Like, it's fine. It's foam. It's whatever. Just cut it. Um, and then, yeah, you'll have a really nice thing. Um, what I used on the back is, again, 3M. They have these little Velcro stickies. So I put, like, three or four of them on each of those big four-tile pieces and then just stick them up on the wall and you assemble it like you're doing a big puzzle on your wall and it works really good and it just looks really cute. It's colorful as heck. It's great for photos. I want to build one of those at the uh, AB warehouse eventually just as a, a photo shoot room thing, just because why not? They're so cute. They're fun to make. It's such and they're not too expensive either because it's just like spray glue, printer paper, and the tiles are the biggest expense. Most people have them. You brought up photo shoots, and I immediately, when we started talking about this, I was like, oh, this would make such a good backdrop for, like, a photo shoot. It is. It's a perfect backdrop, and that's something I always struggle with, is finding a good backdrop for a photo shoot or, like, a backdrop for whatever. That's, like, it's a really busy backdrop, but it's super cute. Like, put a giant stuffed bear in there to sort of balance it out and done. And done. Um, let's go into lighting, because you also bring up in your article that lighting is super important. Can we go into that? Yeah, so you want a space to feel comfortable and part of that is the lighting that you want. And maybe you're comfortable with like a room that has bright windows. Like let's talk about that succulent themed room again. <laughs> so maybe, but that that's like that's a great example of a room that you would actually probably want to be quite bright because you're wanting to read in there. So you would have like hopefully a window and you can have a lot of bright sort of warm but bright light um in my room i have a lot of sort of you know that salt rock color so a very orangey sort of dim light um i find that the most comfortable because i'm not reading or anything it's uh it's a cozy nook <laughs> for being cozy mm -hmm. um so because of that i have i have dim lighting and i just enjoy mostly dim lighting i don't like things being too bright on my eyes uh, i have everything in dark mode all the time so that's just sort of my jazz it's what i enjoy um but yeah like maybe your star wars room has some sick lightsabers on the wall that you use for lighting that would be a really great option um and then you could that's actually star wars is a good example of a room where you could use a bunch of those sort of rainbow led light strips you see everywhere like they're Sometimes they're tacky, sometimes they're awesome. Star Wars room, they would be super awesome. You could just have this like crazy glowing light strip and then it would be like super fun for gaming. Mm -hmm. I see, you know what I see a lot of um, that isn't really mentioned enough is a lot of YouTubers basically make like, I wouldn't call it a little space, but they make a space for themselves, right? Like you see the background of their yeah. YouTube thing and it's, it is, it is them and it is what makes them happy sort of displayed around them. And a lot of them have like, you know, little glowy pineapples or whatever, but you know, it's, it's those comfort objects and those things that create a space for yourself. So YouTubers build their spaces a lot for themselves. The instructions are already on YouTube for you or TikTok. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, no, I really like, did you ever see that trend on TikTok? Or I bet it was on YouTube too, where they would get like the 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 rolls of lights and you can sync them to like sounds and they would make like the lightning, the yes. lightning effect and you would just put like puffy, puffy stuff on the ceiling. I don't know. That always looks so <laughs> cool to me, but I was always like, I don't know where I would put that in my house, but it looks really I, cool. Oh. I, I want, I want to, sh oh, I wish I could show you there's, I have this little spaceman that sits on a cloud and I have 
I've always been obsessed with making like a puffy cloud lamp or just clouds in the sky to go with like clouds painted on the wall. That's like a glowing puffy cloud. And all you need is like stuffing and hot glue and you can make that happen. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I always think about it. It will eventually be a project that I make, but no, I love that. I love that sort of stuff and that crafty stuff, the clouds. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, the lights that you have in your room, would you say that they're like, did you have to pay an arm and a leg to get them? Are these, is lighting an arm and a leg thing? Is that like where the money goes? Um, or... Lighting is, you do, it's like 40 to 50 bucks for lighting. Uh, if you want like those strips. I went to Ikea for them. Ikea has great cheap lighting. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna cost you like 50 bucks for a, a a big strip of like lights that, that goes somewhere. Um, so that's what it cost. I haven't been able to find it cheaper than Ikea, but I mean, oh, and I guess is Ikea a Canadian thing? Is it a worldwide thing? No, we got Ikea here. In oh, States. good. Good, good, good. It's Swedish. So I'm just like, where, where is it? Um, but yeah, no, Ikea, if it's around you go to Ikea for your lighting. <laughs> There's their or, sponsor. Or if you got extra diaper money, you can get some hue lights. See, we have hue lights in our house. But uh oh, they're they're spendy. I've wanted hue lights for a long time. Yeah, yeah, they're they're real they're real expensive. But they're all in our living room, and so like we'll put on like Star Wars, and all the lights will go. Psh. Oh yeah, no, that it, it is beautiful when you get them when you get like a nice system that's all connected and it's really nice like that. Yeah, no, that's that's really I like those a lot. Uh, my daddy actually has the uh, hue lights that go behind the TV, and they like match what's on the TV and project mm -hmm. on the wall. That's it's a really neat effect. It's a bit distracting. My eyes kind of hate it, but I also do enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go. Let's go into you know in the article you kind of write that yes, you're creating a space for yourself, but it can't just be like complete in total diaper <laughs> chaos. It needs to also have a form of functionality. Can you go into why it needs to be both fun but and functional? Um, yeah, so well, and also, see, I say that. And then I also realize there are ABDLs who want just their little space to be a crib that they're locked in in mittens. And it's like your function is to be trapped. <laughs> so I mean, if that is your function, by all means, have a room that's like a tiny closet with a cage and you're like trapped in there and enjoy your dark time. Um, but yeah. in general, uh, what you want is to remember that you're a person and you have needs in a room. Like you're going to probably want to have water. You're going to probably want a garbage can. You're going to want to be able to use your shelves. So don't have them like covered with collectibles, like every inch of them. So it's like, you know, I, I can't put my cup anywhere or my bottle or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, there should definitely, you should know what you want to get out of your space before you start making it. Um, I can never say this enough, like plan it out before you go and start just like going crazy and buying your stuff. Like, oh, I've saved up like, you know, $500. I'm going to go nuts and I'm going to go get some furniture and things. And it's like, you didn't measure it and then you have to return it. And it's like, oh, very sad. Um, yeah. So plan it out forever, like plan it out long before for much longer than you spend like making it like spend like days like sitting around on like Amazon or whatever finding your perfect shelf and then like searching Google and Etsy and the best things are crafty like you'll find the best things for your space from crafty places like Etsy and stuff like that like I have some crazy cool 
elephant carvings from Russia, who even knows, but I love, I love finding just the most random strange things and like planning your space. And you'll find, you'll go through multiple iterations before you actually build it. And then you'll feel in the end that you have the best version of the space. And then of course, after like, you know, a year, you'll be like, I could improve this. And then you will do that. So let's go into, cause you kind of write in your article that there there's traps when designing your room, right? You could fall into the trap of like, okay, I want a crib in the room, but then all of a sudden it's just a room with a crib and then it's chaos around <laughs> it. Can, can you go into like how it's easy to, to fall into traps when creating your space? Yes. Um, because I already fell into a trap. Um, my space in my room does not have space for a Lightning McQueen car bed, um, but I needed it. So it's there. Um, <laughs> so this was but, more of a warning. You were like, I already this is, know. This so is a warning, but it's also, it's also, it's good advice, but you know, you can always, once you learn the rules, you can bend and break them to your, you know, desire. I know that space could be improved that's what's important <laughs> um but yeah you can easily fall into a trap of like just say you're little and you're like i need a crib in my space um but then the restriction comes you have a partner and they need to sleep in there too so now you're getting a crib that's a that fits a queen size mattress like okay uh that's a gigantic crib um and maybe your little space does have room for the crib but it's um doesn't have room for much else and you need it to also function as a bedroom so you can fall into this trap of like you need to realize what you want it to be before you design the elements you put into there and if your room really does need to have a crib in it like you might have to make a sacrifice and get that twin sized one instead of you know a queen just because you also have to be able to have a functional space um or maybe you get bunk beds maybe you just like do that i don't know <laughs> maybe you don't like sleeping with your partner <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm not gonna lie when you bring up bunk beds i haven't had a bunk bed since i was uh, like super little but they were also they were like always fun they were like it was like basically you could get two areas to sleep in so if you didn't want the bottom one you could sleep on the top one but it was also like a jungle gym right like yeah yeah, no, as soon as I mentioned bunk beds, I was like, I haven't, like, actually slept in one since I was, I remember, like, kicking my brother, like, sitting on the bottom, like, kicking and, like, pushing it up, and it just annoying the shit out of him. So, yeah, oh, man, bunk beds, memories. That would be a super fun thing. That's something I really don't see a lot of. Oh, in, in like, other ABDL spaces, bunk beds? Yeah, in other yeah. ABDL spaces, but, like, you can comfortably fit an adult usually in a twin size bed like my lightning mcqueen bed i was quite surprised when i laid it out and i was like i could actually like this is long enough for my human body and i'm 5'11 so you know it's it's pretty good um you could actually sleep in it so so as we were talking about bunk beds i was also thinking that if you have a whole lot of plushies you can put the plushies on top of the bunk bed yes you I can but then I was also thinking in your article, you bring up a plush hammock. Yes. Explain. Um, all right. So first of all, yes, I have actually seen people putting, they've stuffed their entire top of their bunk bed all the way to the roof and it looks adorable and completely ridiculous. And I love it. <laughs> um, you can also just get a bunk bed. That's a, a desk underneath and you can do exactly that. Um, but Excellent. let's, yeah, but uh, let's talk about the plush hammocks because it also takes up space on your roof, which I am 
any way you can take up space on your roof, I am all about because there is, it's just space that's there. And I'm like, people never use their roof. Why? Because it makes your space usually feel stuffy. But if you do it right, <laughs> you can make a whole lot of storage out of nothing. And I have a lot of very big stuffed animals and they take up so much space. Like it's just unmanageable to have an entire bed full of stuffed animals. Like we have enough. Um, <laughs> so I get these jumbo wall hammocks and over top of my bed, I find is a good place to put them like over where you're sleeping, just because you're not really standing under there anyway. So it doesn't really make it stuffy if it's over your bed. Um, and I put some stuffy hammocks there. Uh, I put some crazy anchors that I get online that hold up to 200 pounds into drywall. Uh, yeah, just because they were affordable and like the most it's like a jump between like these sort of junky like little like screw in hooks and these crazy anchors so i i went with the anchors mm -hmm. um but they they weigh so much it's like you will just if you install it with the default things you will just rip an anchor out of your wall so be aware of that but the stuffy hammocks are an amazing way to store a lot of stuffed animals and just toys in general but the stuffed animals my goodness they take up so much space um and i'm i'm obsessed with stuffed animals i've i've always had a lot of them i've actually gone through probably three iterations you know how like abdl's like binge and purge sometimes like i have binge and purged my stuffies like three times just because i was like they're too old and they're too scruffy and it's time to like throw them in the fire it's and time them. to go yeah exactly so i just uh but yeah they they've always taken up a lot of space and the best thing I can do is put them in a in a hammock out of the way and dust them twice a year. <laughs> so you brought and up it looks super cute. It looks adorable. You've brought up the anchor parts, but what do you do use for the actual hammock parts? Do you just like go to Target? I just go to Amazon, Amazon for like 12 bucks, buy a jumbo hammock. It's fine. Works great. I haven't had one rip yet. And if I did, it's like 12 bucks. Go buy another one. Um <laughs> Because I've seen like, what's the worst ones. that happens? You get like a, a rain of stuffies on you at night, and you're like, "Oh no, it's delightful." Oh, <laughs> I'm dying from a from showered of stuffies. <laughs> uh, is it like cloth? Is yours cloth? Because I've seen the mesh ones. Um. Well, it, yeah. It's it's like it's like a big mesh sort of thing. Um. The key is to make sure that you get the jumbo ones, whatever is the biggest version you can find like check their measurements before you purchase it like because they'll have like the measurements of what they cover and like you you need a gigantic one for the big stuffies um but yeah i just get them off amazon or whatever online wherever is convenient to find them nice another thing you brought up in your article was how when you're thinking of when you're thinking of a theme some maybe you could also think about items that invoke um, a little feeling uh, for you. It's Lightning McQueen. Um, <laughs> kind of go into that. How do, if someone was going to do some self discovery this evening, uh, where can they look? What do, What do you mean by like thinking about little items? All right. So say you are desperately obsessed with space and you want a space room um but you live with your parents and it would be very uncomfortable for whatever reason letting them know that you love space <laughs> um, oh okay, no let's, let, let's choose a different example let's say no let's just go with space um just because it's kind of ridiculous to be embarrassed of being of liking space um so but you can't go ahead and make an entire room is what I'm getting at. So you have items instead. So say you have this like 
just a little moon that you a little like glowy moon that you can like take out for when you're like snuggling in bed and you have like some special like blanket or a big big stuffy or whatever and things that you can have around you that make you comfortable for a time that you can also just either put away or don't always have to have out um but the items that you fill your space with should you know evoke joy in you they should be something that you are comfortable or having them around makes you feel comfortable nostalgic or just in general cozy um i have my my partner often says that my my biggest fetish is coziness i'm like <laughs> i'm obsessed with being cozy like at night like getting ready for bed like he's over the years he's gotten used to sleeping in the bed with like five or six like giant stuffies but i just like have like all the pillows all the blankets it's all like arranged perfectly and then it's like ah sleep and it's it's perfectly cozy so um whatever whatever you need around you to make you cozy like there's usually a set of objects or items that you specifically can grow attached to and enjoy um and that's sort of what i mean by you know having this items in your space also contribute to what the space brings you which is just this an area of comfort and enjoyment of self and the things that you yourself enjoy. And you bring up an interesting point, right? Cause not everyone has their own house, has their own room, right? We have some people in the community that still live with their parents or they, yeah. or they've moved back with their parents or they have roommates. So it's, it, it, you know, instead of creating a whole space, it's like you have an item that you can just like bring out or you have an item that, isn't too telling that you could just have out at all times and that is enough to like invoke a feeling yeah and yeah some people live in such situations where you need to you know that's the options available to you and you can still have that feeling and those sensations and those times um whether it's just sitting on the couch watching tv or sitting in your room at night uh, before bed just playing with your phone being cozy um, in whatever makes you comfortable. Uh, yeah, but some people, I would say when it comes to making a little space, if you are not in a situation where you can comfortably make it and like not feel any worry, don't do it. It's it's just not time to do it yet. You're you're still in your phase of, you know, enjoying your things that bring you comfort in, in a space that isn't quite the final iteration of your dreams yet and that's fine you can still be planning it um but you don't want to build a space that you're constantly stressed about you don't want to create a stress for yourself by like forcing like this thing into your life that you're constantly worried about like oh my god what if my mom opens my door and she like sees like the like the moon on the wall <laughs> she'll know i like space no not space <laughs> Not the not the piles of diapers right next to the moon. No, it's the yes. moon. No, it's the moon we're concerned with. Um, <laughs> but but exactly that. Like you have to be comfortable because it's a space that is, of course, invoking comfort. So don't make a stress for yourself. That's super important. No, I I, I think that is important because I remember when I lived in San Francisco and I was living with six guys and I was I shared half a living room with another guy <laughs> there. I don't know if I could have created a, a little space at that time in my life. And yeah, I, you, I think that's important advice. Don't create a space that yes, could be comforting, 
but most of the time may be stressful. Like I can see that totally just like not working in your favor and it might turn you off too. Oh yeah. Space yeah. Eventually. I mean, the people who, who you see who have like amazing spaces that are just like really detailed ones like mine, like we have all been where the person is right now, like live either living with their parents or like with four roommates or we, we, most of us have been there unless you're like extremely blessed or whatever. And you just like have, unlimited money i'm like ah, i have two houses and they're all baby like congratulations most yeah. of us <laughs> have been there and you just have to understand that it does take patience and you know this is a a lifestyle you know kink enjoyment fetish whatever um so it'll be there for a lot of if not all of your life so you have a long time to build and enjoy this and it can it can wait don't make a stress. <laughs> Don't make a stress. Yeah. Said the master of comfort. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's end with, you know, you. I thought one cute thing you were, you finished your article with is that your space is never really done. Kind of like, kind of like you, kind of like your kink journey, kind of like anything. It's continuing. It's continual. So it's never really done. It, there's always time to improve it. There's always times to change it. There's always times to restart it. Can you kind of go into that? Why, why you put that in the article? Um, I put that in because I find that it's important to be open to change. A lot of, I don't know, it's easy to just fall into something that you're comfortable with and stick with it forever. Um, but there's no need to do that. If you start enjoying something else, like, um, like for example, I have recently gotten a hedgehog. And now everything in my life seems to be gravitating towards hedgehogs. Um, so... <laughs> What do I do? I now have two obsessions. There's Lightning McQueen. He has a contender. Um, but just like that, like you have to be willing to change and accept new things. And you'll grow it as you grow as a person. Be willing to grow in your ABDL journey as well and be willing to change things and update them to whatever makes you comfortable in the current time and place. It's really about allowing yourself to develop and evolve over time and not restricting yourself in any way. Like maybe you really loved star Wars as a kid and you always return to star Wars and yeah, that can be a, that can be a fantastic thing. Um, but maybe as you grew up, you also became a programmer and now you're into star Wars and programming, but you know, make your, make your, allow your space to develop beyond just one thing and allow mm -hmm. it to grow with you is is important like i will always have a lightning mcqueen thing there will always be lightning mcqueen jazz somewhere um but i can also have other things in my life don't be too focused on you know a single thing grow with yourself yeah grow with yourself I grow want with your like allow your allow your abdl self to grow with you know your main self it's it's important <laughs> to to allow yourself to develop in your kink and be comfortable with it as you as you go through life. I love that. I'm also very curious, how does one how does one compete with Lightning McQueen and and Gophers? I mean, that sounds like a crazy battle brewing in your head. <laughs> well, Reggie is very cute, so and he gets me lots of karma on Reddit. So it's, you know, something Lightning McQueen has never done for me. <laughs> well, Thank you, Liam, for coming to Newsies Nook. I, I now need to redesign the whole Nook now because you've given me so many ideas. 
Well, it's it's already looking great. You've got a nice black and white theme, which, as I've said, I love the contrast. The panda jazz going on is very nice. So thank you for having me, Newsy. It was a wonderful time. Bye. See ya. It's worth mentioning that Leems has also created a little space for Reggie. I've posted a link to Leem's article in the show notes. All right, kiddos, this episode of Newsy's Nook was sponsored by DF3, Diapered Fancy Fetish Factory, and AB Universe. Make sure to use promo code NEWSY10 for a discount at checkout. All right, kiddos, I need to redecorate Newsy's Nook. See ya. Bye.